If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this episode of Mind Pump, uh, for the first 27 minutes, Adam, Justin, and myself have some fun conversation. We talk about one of our favorite new shows on Netflix, Big Mouth. Yeah. It's all about hormones. Oh, boy. Horniness. Super inappropriate. Periods. All kinds of stuff. Better caution. Yeah, exactly. Super inappropriate. Yeah, if you don't like, it's very South Park meets Simpsons meets- Times 10. Yeah, times Family 10. Guy mm-hmm. times, yeah, 10. We also talk about some of the <laughs> you, of some of the YouTube uh, fitness uh, stars that we met over the weekend. Uh, quite interesting, you know, these people really understand- how to use YouTube to communicate whatever information they're communicating. So some some interesting stuff there. We talk about Thrive Market, our sponsor, and we actually order some stuff on air because we figured, hey, we get stuff from Thrive Market. Why not make yeah. Mind Pump Media, the company, pay for it? Yeah, let's get it here. So smart. In so the now, studio. Now I get free stuff. By the way, if you go to thrivemarket.com forward slash Mind Pump, here's what you'll get. Free shipping on $49 or more. And $20 off the first three orders of $49 or more, plus one month free membership. Thrive Market likes Mind Pump so much, they basically said, we're going to hook up all your listeners uh, like crazy. So that's what you get. They're generous. Uh, That's right. We also talk about our screwed up food supply. That'll freak you out a little bit. Uh, We talk about old time muscle building programming. It's it's an interesting conversation. Over the weekend, I was going over some old-time strongmen. Paul Anderson is one of them. And it's uh, it's pretty fascinating how they trained, very different from the way bodybuilders and stuff like to train today. Um, also, we mentioned Organifi, which is our other sponsor. Organifi makes organic supplements, protein powders, green juice, which is actually one of our favorite ones, believe it or not. That was the one we were most apprehensive of, and yet that's the one we're drinking the most of every yeah. single day. If you go to OrganifiShop.com, Enter the code MINDPUMP. You'll get 20, 20% off pretty much anything. And then we get into the questions. The first question was, somebody's asking us what MAPS program would be best for a woman who just had a C-section. Yeah. So she's uh, she's trying to get herself moving, starting to get back into shape. Which MAPS program would be best for somebody who just had a baby? Lots of unqualified pregnancy advice right there. From us. Because yeah. <laughs> we've been pregnant a bunch of times. We're men. You know what, though? I've trained a lot. Oh, I know. I have. I just do a, a lot. And lot you've of... tried to get people pregnant yes. right, many right, times. Right. Many, many times. Yeah. <laughs> the next question was, what was our opinion on fish oil as a supplement for general health and well-being not as a beard oil, as uh, Adam likes to use Find it. out if you should take yeah, it that's directly. Why <laughs> the next question was, in a perfect world, what would our lives look like? Uh, Sal's already perfect. Yep, pretty mm. much. Symmetrical face and everything. More unicorns. <laughs> the last question was, uh, we talk about meditation uh, quite a bit on the show. How do we meditate? Like, How do we do it? Do we use apps? Do we use music? I get away from you guys. Is, does, is does, Justin failing at this? Does he burn <laughs> incense? Uh, find out in this episode. Also, I go, you're in holiday season, which is great for family, great for connection, great for food. Also excellent for getting fat. Bad for your body. <laughs> mm, cookies. Bad Average for your body. American puts on like eight to 10 pounds over the next three months. Bro. Everybody gains body fat. Everybody gets Let's less all calm healthy. calm down. It's terrible. Uh, we look our worst typically around this time of year. So here's what you need to do. 
you need to enroll in the MAPS Super Bundle. So here's what the Super Bundle mm, includes. Set you up Get a plan. Year. It includes uh, our most popular MAPS programs, and it includes them in order so you can start from one, complete that MAPS program, move to the next one. Basically, you'll get a year of exercise expert exercise programming. What does that mean? Well, that means it's all planned out for you. Yeah. You know what to do this week. You know what exercises to do. You know what order to do them. You know how many reps. You know what your trigger sessions or focus sessions look like. And you have exercise demos in the program. So if you look at the exercise and it says, you know, MAPS Red Row, which is an exercise we invented, <laughs> you can click on the link. It'll pull up the exercise. And there is handsome, handsome Justin yeah. demonstrating the movement for you. <laughs> yeah. So it's all put my all into it's it. as good as personal training or better because most trainers suck uh, and it's way less expensive. It's a year's worth of exercise programming. Get started now before you start with your New Year's resolution so you can mitigate all that fat gain you're going to get from Thanksgiving and Christmas. You can get the MAP Super Bundle only one place. There's only one place you can get this. It's at mindpumpmedia.com. Stay ahead of the chub. And it's t-shirt time. Let's give away some shirts. How many re- how many reviews are we getting here, got Doug? Twenty four. Oh, holy! Oh, he's gone up. She's niddle bit. You know what I think? I think a lot of these uh, lovely ladies you've been talking to, Sal, Ooh, are coming Sal over. Sal and his silver tongue. I've been I've been reach, I've been reaching out to a lot of these podcasts that uh, have large female audiences because I think when they look at Mind Pump, you know, they see three dudes, like a bunch of jabronis. Yeah, and they think, oh, what, what are they going to talk about? So we about? send Sal in because he's the most feminine at all yeah. three of us. Yeah. Like, yeah. Go he's over there, that, that touch, talk to the ladies, that, like, set it up. Yes, get them over here. Yeah. It, yeah, if you mean intelligent, yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what we mean. So we're going to give out seven shirts this week. Oh shit, hooking them up. Yeah. So first up is Jonathan Fay, MD. That's wow. not a girl. I like that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could Sam be. Well, 25. Could be a girl. Hmm. Mertzy, 16. Probably Mer- a girl. Mertzy. JJ Young's DVMUFCV. Hmm. L. Bauer, 1. Hawk, Rob, and Dawn, 140. All of you are winners. We got you guys. Yeah, Hooked send up. the name I just read to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Send your shirt size, your shipping address, and we'll get that right out to you. Thanks, everybody. How funny is that big mouth? Aren't you? Oh, so good. Uh, you yeah. guys, have you guys got back, came back and introduced your girls to it yet? Or what? Oh, yeah. Me and my girl watching <laughs> every episode. Yeah. It's hilarious. Dude, it's, it's too much. It's, it's so, so inappropriate. It's great. Yeah, it's, it's so bad. It's good. It's too much, dude. When the girl's hormone monster shows up because she starts, she's going through puberty and uh, the, uh, her, like, her, she gets all emotional and shit. Mm-hmm. And she's talking about like the things that turn her on and they include. Like sometimes I'm turned on by the clouds, and sometimes I'm turned on by a book. And my girl was cracking up. <laughs> she's like, "That's so true, dude." When you start going through that, and then she's like crying and freaking out, and hates her mom all of a sudden. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, it's pretty damn good. I don't want that yeah. to happen. I was wondering if they nailed that side of it too. That's why I was Courtney watching it, you know, to see if like oh, I know the 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 male side. It's like it's so obvious. They nailed so the pillow, they, like you know, like oh the guy banging the pillow and getting it pregnant. It's oh god, pretty. Classic. It's a terrible a classic. What are you talking about? Justin? <laughs> it's a classic move. Everybody, everybody's done it. Justin's like, I've got at least three pillows pregnant. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just, <laughs> he's like, I've had three pillows hey, pregnant hey, in my life. Hey, Justin. Yeah, it's not. It's not classic. Just, just get rid of them, you it's know? actually not that classic. It's, not, <laughs> it's a classic move. That's not. I mean, it's it's been written down. And then, he, and then, he, and then he, and it's his brother. 
yeah. His, brother, <laughs> his brother, brother did it with the pillow. Oh, yeah. That's terrible. You know, the first time I watched it, it it's like one of those times where you almost feel guilty watching it because it's so ba- raunchy and bad. I'm like, oh, my God, this is fucking so inappropriate. And then after about the second one, I'm eased in. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is great. It makes me feel better about what we talk about. <laughs> you know what I mean? It goes I think so far. <clears throat> that's comedy, dude. Comedy yeah, needs to be, needs great. to be this way. You got to stretch it out. Mm-hmm. No, I like when I like when comedians and shows like that push boundaries. I think we we we're we're now in this society where everybody is so overly fucking sensitive, dude. Oh, you're always looking over your shoulder like, oh, before you even talk. It drives me crazy, yeah. man. It's like fuck. Everybody's so so sensitive, man. Relax. Yeah. Calm the fuck down, dude. Wimps. Yeah. <laughs> wimps. We're breeding all these pussies. Yeah. A bunch of wimps. Be strong. <clears throat> Say inappropriate shit. Man, the shit we used to go through when we were kids. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Could you imagine being... We had this weekend where we had Connor and those guys in here. Could you imagine being that his age, that fit and good looking and that much attention from girls and making that kind of money? That kid has got to be... Yeah. That's a hell of a time, I'm sure. Well, it's like you it's see maybe Justin Bieber curse. and those guys, like how they deal with it. Like it's at a certain point when it gets to like ridiculous money and all that kind of stuff. Like it's just it just becomes like this weird surreal reality. I would love to talk to a girl or two, really, that, that has date oh. that has dated him, hmm. because what I think everybody who's obviously a huge fan, they all they all see this kind of facade, right? This guy that's like ultra confident. And yeah, he, he's the complete opposite of that, right? In like, person, oh, yeah. yeah, in person, he's all quiet, and super shy. reserved. Yeah, yeah, more of an introvert. So I wonder how many like girls like think they're getting that guy, right? Yeah. And then they meet him, and they're like, "What the fuck?" But I can kind of identify with that a little bit as he was talking, because it, you know, there's something about that when you are in front of a camera or, or just like in front of a group of friends, and you're trying to like entertain. It's a different operating system. Like, oh, it definitely for plays. Me, in, I definitely it definitely plays that, into your yeah. personality. I think I think you have the most in common. I, ironically, I know, right? <laughs> it's like totally him, not, right? but yeah. But as far as that aspect is concerned, I'm not introverted, but at the same time, I do have those types of. Um, you know, I, I am reserved and listen a lot like to the group, but then if it's an entertainment, like I'm all in. Right. So yeah, it's interesting. I have a tough time with when I think I'm just entertaining. If I'm informing, I feel like I'm in my element. But when it's like, hey, go entertain, Sal. Uh yeah. Even I don't it, know what to do. Even informing, let's talk about science. Even informing <laughs> to me is weird on the, the YouTube and the Insta story. It's just not uh, I'm so used to talking to humans. Uh-huh. I can put me on a stage in front of hundreds of people, no big deal. Yeah. I, no big deal. Yeah. Room, tons of people I don't know, no big deal. Put me in front of a camera by myself, talking to just a camera, and all of a sudden it's like weird for me. It is. I have a really hard time. Well, that's the first thing I noticed, too, with these kinds of characters that were me. Like, they just, it, it becomes this this extra um, thing that they're talking to. It's like easy, and, and, and they navigate in it like, um, it, it becomes part of like, how they they converse every day it's like these people that they're talking to uh you know over the social media it's like that's that's part of their everyday thing and then you see how like easy and like fluid it is for them because it's been i'm sure it's been a lot of practice but mm-hmm. it's some it's some comes to people naturally sometimes to sometimes be able to do that. yeah well if i'm just if i if i'm like talking and informing in front of a camera is not a problem at all. It's the whole entertaining thing that kind of throws me off. Mm-hmm. That's when we throw in Justin. <laughs> throw in the cock yeah, do, some <laughs> sum- do some somersaults. Hey, are, are we going to do some Thrive Market shopping right now? I Let's th- go. Didn't yeah. we agree that this is what how we're going to do this? Like Dougie is going to shop for us like every week? This is how we... So th- what we did was is all of us were like, hey, 
Thrive Market, great prices on organic products. However, how can we also not save even more money? And the way we decided to do this is make the company pay for it. So, <laughs> brilliant. Welcome to Thrive Market segment on this uh, Q&A episode. We are, we are now, we're now on uh, online at Thrive Market. So, uh, the first product I would like to order are the Paleo Pancake uh, mix from Birch Benders. Ooh. Look that shit up. Great choice. They are delicious uh, pancakes uh, mix. And then they have another one that's uh, gluten-free, mm. which we'll take a look at. So you can see there, there's the protein pancake. Oh, they have a protein one. Look at that, Adam. Uh. That one's got whey in it, though. But look at that. $4.99 for 16-ounce I can have the whey. I'll powder. take Doug. Okay, so if you're going to do that one, I'll, I'd like to try the whey one. Okay, so you get one of those. And then uh, let's look at. Hold on a second. Scroll God, that's down o- more. That's only four ninety nine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know what? That's cheap. For me, Doug, get me the gluten free pancake one. So it's one down. Beep, right there. Four seventy nine. It's cheaper than yours, Adam. Bro, you know how much that costs at the store for this pancake? Like mix? Ten, twelve bucks. Yeah, mm. at, at the, least. The cheapest I've seen it is like seven bucks. Mm. So we got that. So what are you gonna get, Justin? You want to get? I want to uh, get some jerky. Of course. Yeah. I honestly, if I'm gonna snack, it's either nuts or jerky. So uh, it's one or the other. So let's look at the that's options for. That's why your poop sticks yeah. to the toilet. <laughs> why do so, so much, they don't so have much Im- protein? How come probably. they don't have images for some? I think it's because the Doug's computer is. Slow. Slow. I want the, the new primal spicy grass fed ter- uh, jerky. No, it's down, Doug. Yeah, right yeah, there, yeah, spi- yeah, yeah, yeah. Five seventy nine for a two ounce bag. That sounds. That sounds good. Normally seven fifty nine. <clears throat> 24% savings. Look at the Epic Boom. Mountain. If you go back, Doug. That's you, a popular brand. If Epic you go back, brand. you guys ever eat the Epic Mountain brand? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so look how much look how much it costs right here. Watch. Ooh, look at Epic Bison Bacon with uh, Cran Bars. Hey, bro. You already, you already got your shit. I'm just saying know, it out. I know. Yeah, right, relax. Right. This guy. Like, Listen, take, he wants hey, more. Let, I mean, let, there's a lot of options here. I, I was just I, went and chose I got that. mine. You got yours. Justin just picked his. You know what we need for the studio? Yeah, it's uh, Macadamia true. nuts. Well, bro, slow down here, dude. Oh, right. Let, let down. Adam go. Slow down here. Adam went already. We already oh, went. Sourdy uh, went. He's still going, though. Let oh, Doug yeah. get his, and we're good to go. Oh, yeah. What are you going to oh, get, Doug? This doesn't Doug, mean Doug. to be a 30-minute Thrive Market commercial. Right, it just needs right. to be I mean, a yeah, yeah. <laughs> already done we'll take it, Take care dude. of our sponsors. I just want to get our shit. Let's rock and roll, man. All right. Let's look. I want to see. The, oh, macadamia milk. Four, $4.19. What do you do with the macadamia milk, by the way? You use you put it in cereal? I don't really eat cereal as a general rule, but I'll use it in, say, a smoothie, for example, or just drink it. It's tasty. I like ma- macadamia mm. nuts are my favorite nuts. How about you guys? I like my own nuts. Yeah. Personally. That's gross. Like well, peanuts. if you're going to say my favorite. Doesn't, doesn't, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like almonds. Salty. No, I'm a little, yeah. Pistachio. I'm a pistachio guy. Are they, are they the most, like, uh, sprayed? There's what, almonds? Yeah. You got to go organic, dude. Yeah. I know. Well, duh. You want to know what's annoying? Well- Here's what's annoying. I'm gonna tell you guys straight up what's annoying. It's a, there's there's a difficult part to this job. <laughs> you ruined already because you talked to fucking well, doctor. I know. Me cough already. I talked glyphosate. Got him scared. Even even organic. He's bro, like, I'm gonna die. Bro, I talked to Doctor Minkoff. I talked to Doctor Mercola. I talked to uh, who's the other guy? I talked to. Oh, um, Bush, Bush Doctor Bush. Bush or, and yeah. these are, by the way, these are legit doctors. They're not like just wellness experts. They're not. These are like board certified. Physicians, Doctor Bush in particular is a triple board certified doctor. Done lots of research, which is on rare. Cancer. 
extremely rare, dude. Who the hell does that? Yeah. Crazy, right? He's crazy. You're crazy, Dr. Bush. But He's, anyway. You crazy, man. These are smart dudes, and they're doing legit studies, so it's not just hearsay. They're doing actual trials and stuff like that, and they scare me. Because well, I, I hear all this stuff, I'm like, we're fucked, dude. Like well, everything. It, it is true. We are yeah. kind of fucked. But then there, and like, if you're a consumer, right, or you're a listener, like, how do you handle this? And I, we, I feel like what we were talking, we were talking about this in the car when we were listening to Doctor Minkoff uh, before you had your interview with him. And you know, I think what you have to do, the way you have to look at it, because I feel like there's two camps. There's either one people that become very dogmatic about it, and they're like. Oh my God! You had a diet Pepsi, or oh my God, you had something that was unorganic. And then you have the other side that say, "Fuck it all!" Yeah. Like, oh, it doesn't even really matter. I'm, I'm gonna pay attention to anything. I'm the, yeah, I'm gonna die when I die. I'm like, I'm gonna enjoy my life. Well, it's like, well, how about we kind of live somewhere in the middle where we're we're aware of right, everything, right? But at we, the same time, we just we try constantly to make better choices, but we know that we're not like totally totally optimal in everything see right. the problem what's happened is because people were unaware of these things for the most part because we didn't have studies supporting them and then there's another small part in which the makers of these products and chemicals and stuff don't want uh you know bad information to come out obviously they're trying to protect their product they're trying to protect their market share so because of that there's never been any market pressures to push manufacturers to not use these uh, chemicals or to not use, you know, these types of herbicides and pesticides and stuff like that. But now that consumers are becoming more aware and, you know, hopefully we, uh, you know, through our show help people become aware, but there's a lot more of shows that are happening right now talking about this, that it becomes now a factor when people go out and shop. And because it becomes a factor, it places more market pressures for manufacturers to eliminate some of these things and create, you know, products that, you know, we want, which, you know, now that we're learning some of the stuff, like we don't want some of the stuff. It's the only reason why a company like Thrive Market would exist today, besides the fact that the internet makes it happen. Um, organic, look, Organifi, right? Organifi is a supplement company, our other sponsor. It's a supplement company that produces all organic supplements and some of their supplements fall in the muscle building category, which didn't exist uh Six years ago. Six years ago, do you know how hard it was to find organic anything that had to do with muscle building? Yeah. You, d- you just didn't well, find it. it. Super rare. Super, super rare. rare. Organic protein was super hard to find. You had to go to like special health food stores. If I went to GNC, it was all yeah. non-organic I stuff. I didn't even really see it till I saw that one campaign. It was like Save the Bros or whatever, and, and that sort of brought light to like bringing organics dude, into that was the supplement. Such a great Brilliant. campaign. Brilliant dude. marketing. One of the best campaigns yeah. ever. Don't know much about the company, but I know that was Organic a Valley, campaign. right? It was yeah. Organic Valley who did that. What a brilliant campaign. Doug, my phone is all slow right now, but uh, you guys just reminded me of something. I think we have a call with Thrive Market today, so make sure it's not around the time that we're doing this. Sure, thing. no problem. <laughs> <laughs> They're listening right now. Right. Right, right. No, I know. I, I think we do have a a call with them about future sponsorship and continuing on. So okay, so we make sure that before we go on a tangent on uh, what's uh, coming up here. I, I didn't see anything for today. It it's, says nothing on the schedule for today. Okay, so we're good. We're good. Yeah, we're, we're good. We're okay. It, it must be say dom- that on Basecamp at least. It must be tomorrow then, because I know we have it. Didn't see it for tomorrow too. So let me ask Katrina, the boss, yep. and uh, we will find out. But anyhow. Um, yeah, I think if we, as people become more informed, it's going to place more market pressures, and then we'll see more and more. Because what's happened now is the problem is you're just it's you have to make a conscious effort to seek these things out because otherwise, by default, you're just exposing yourself to 
all the stuff because that's what everything's made out of. All the products, everything, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. just crazy. The other thing too, one of the other things that uh, Dr. Minkoff talked to me about was like uh, aluminum foil. Like don't use it. Mm. Don't cook with it. It literally well, What le- if you're trying to hide from the government? You, know I mean? you put it on your head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's then they a use for it. They can't tap in your. Saying. Is that why you wear the aluminum foil hat all the time? Yeah, he wears man. aluminum I wear foil helmet. underwears. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah. yeah so, but it reflects all yeah. the negativity. Here's the other thing I did this weekend. So I love going. Guys, I love the internet for so many different reasons. But one of the things I love to do is, it was very hard when I was a kid to find old school like muscle building information or manuals and stuff that like old school bodybuilders and strong men used to write because believe it or not they actually wrote manuals and stuff back in those days like i'm talking about early 20th century stuff yeah from some of these strong men they actually had manuals and stuff it's just they, you couldn't find them before because where would you find them now i can go online dude and you, i can find them and you read brought them. that up and i i've been did you start looking at yeah it? i've been going down how that fucking scene. rad is it it's so great yeah to to look at what their thought process was like, uh, you know, leading into like their feats of strength. Like, how do I improve this and uh, some of their methods? And I, I, I saw like a lot of them used isometrics too, which was great. Dude, here's the thing that uh, that I love about looking back then. Back in those days, they didn't have. First off, there were no magazine cover, you know, uh, sponsorships. Mm-hmm. There were no supplement sponsorships. There was no prize money to be won. Some of them became like circus strongmen or whatever, and uh, otherwise they were just they just did it because they loved it. So it was truly a, a, a sport or a, an activity of passion. In fact, back then it was weird to lift weights and want muscles. And where would you go anyway to lift them? So a lot of these guys made and fashioned their own weights and all that stuff. But yeah. besides that, obviously no anabolic steroids and no supplements. Supplements didn't exist back then. So their routines and their diet was completely designed around what worked. Yeah. It was all about what works with they were my like body. Technical wizards, you know. They knew more about exercise mechanics wise and yep, all that stuff. They knew yeah. more about exercise then than the bodybuilders and shit do today. Because I thought to myself, like, God, you know, I wonder if they were just they were just not informed. But that's not true. These guys knew anatomy and they knew the body I better. I don't, I don't know if I don't know if it's necessarily that and I think it's that there's more people that don't know now because of all the misinformation. Yeah. Right? I think there's still categories and and groups of people that do their homework, do their research are uh, are diving deeper into the just being marketed and advertised to. I think but then now because it's become so popular, right? Because back in those days it was such a small group. It's like what we see with kettlebell sport. Such a small, tight community. That's what bodybuilding was like 20, 30 year, plus years ago. And so those guys all spoke to each other. It's like kettlebell sport. I guarantee most all the big names know of the other big names, and they're all using similar they're type. same tours. Right, circuit, and they're using all the same tools to perform better because they're all communicating within these communities where now fitness has exploded. It's so big. It's become commercialized. That you have all these now camps of bullshit all over the place. And it's actually, and you know, this last weekend was a really good example of, of this is that 
If you're entertaining, you're good looking, you're funny, you're charismatic, you're more likely you become to, a fitness and that's expert. <clears throat> right, yeah. you, become, also, you yeah. become a fitness expert and you're more likely to be heard than a guy like Chris Chris Cresser or yeah. like a Rob Wolf, who are some of the most brilliant minds I've ever spoke to, but I would never have found these guys had it not been for the podcast world, right? So, yeah. you know, a lot of the, the, there is a lot of great information, even better information than what was back then, but it's just, it's harder to find. And I actually think this is going to be the struggle for the generations coming up. Yeah. And we've talked about this before with the confirmation bias. Like if you all of a sudden get yourself, you know, in this lane of I like these entertaining people and you, this is the, and then you're just going to get fed more of it. And then it's going to be that much harder for you to find the really good information. Well, dude, it's like because I, I was reading yeah, some of these guys. Buried. I was reading some of these guys routine and you guys know as well as I do that nobody did. Uh, body part splits or at least body part splits or the bro splits were not uh, common or popularized until much later right and body really body part splits didn't become popular until uh, I think the mid to late 60s early 70s you know Arnold's era is when they started doing body part splits before that nobody did a split now I thought to myself I wonder if a split was just invented later like they came up with it later and then some no they tried splits back then too Hmm. They actually tried doing them and saying, I'm just going to work out my legs today. I'm just going to work out my arms today or whatever. And they all abandoned splits because they noticed they lost muscle and strength. Hmm. And keep in mind, they were all natural. Yeah. There was no steroids back then. Even when they did start using steroids in the like, <coughs> you know, 70s. 50s and 60s. Well, 50s and 60s is when anabolic steroids started getting introduced. Did they really that early? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the, the, the 60s is when Dianabol started getting introduced. The 70s is when... Which uh, you could get it prescribed from your doctor back then. You could. You're actually right. I remember talking to a guy who was like, yeah, we could just walk down and get some deep ball. What was it like like Babe Ruth era? Like they're fucking around with some like... Amphetamines. Okay. Amphetamines. Amphetamines have been around for a long time. But but steroids, really the the use of the steroids and part of cycles and stuff like that didn't happen until the late 60s, early 70s. And Arnold in that era really pioneered it. And then, of course, it's progressed since then. But... Even when they started taking steroids, do you know what they used to take? Do you know how much Larry Scott, the first Mr. Olympia, uh, used to take? Probably hardly anything. Five milligrams to 10 milligrams of D-ball a day for maybe four weeks, four to six weeks. Which now they take like 50, 50 to 100. On top of other stuff. Well, yeah, yeah. Because you figure, even if you took 10 milligrams, that's 70 total milligrams of steroids a week. Bodybuilders today would do more than that in a day. Right, right. Way more than that in a single day. It's right. insane. That's crazy. So my point with that is the way that they trained, really the 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 knowledge you'll get from those old school lifters is more applicable to to, to the average person today, mm-hmm. way more than the knowledge you're going to get from these guys that are taking all this gear and stuff who have nothing in common with you. Well, I think they they reached their their pinnacle, right? The, the they stretched as far as they could go uh, as far as their programming and they tried with their nutrition and everything like and and then having that little bit of excess of <clears throat> testosterone made a humongous difference because now it's like it's feeding into that uh, already structured like optimal training uh, situation. Well, when you're taking that much gear, you you're you're you know you fall in a different category your body your body doesn't it's not working like a normal person right right so you're not you can't you can't you, there's nothing about what they're doing that you can compare if you're a natural person and even somebody who's maybe not even 100 percent natural like it's just the amount of gear when you're taking grams of stuff every i mean you can get away with so much shit i mean you're you're super anabolic 24 7 all the time do you guys so uh, i you you gotta look if you're listening right now and you're a fan of muscle building and stuff you gotta go back and look at some of the legends 
of yesteryear because they they were sh- like the, the lifts that they did were shocking. You guys know who Paul Anderson was? Mm-mm. Paul Anderson, one of the greatest American Olympic weightlifters of all time. This is a guy that competed in the 1950s, okay? And maybe he took something, maybe he didn't. He probably didn't take anything. So consider he was probably natural. The dude was uh, five, nine and a half, weighed 360 pounds. So he's a fucking horse. He goes up. Wait, wait, wait. Five, nine and 360 pounds? He was scary. The, his training regime consisted of he used to lift in, a, in his barn. <laughs> I couldn't even process. He would that. go out to yeah. His, think about it. Okay, that makes Ben Pakulski look little. Yeah, bro. If you think, about, think about that. A thick like horse. His legs were silly. This guy was, and he used to lift. He would go compete in Olympic lifts in dress shoes. By the way, there's pictures of this guy. I want to see a picture of this what guy. Okay, Paul Anderson. Look up Paul Anderson. So Paul Anderson in 1955. This, this is a, it's a famous story. This is the, the height of the Cold War. The Soviets are, you know, they're kicking our ass. Paul Anderson walks up to the bar to do an overhead, you know, what is it? What was he doing? Overhead uh, clean and press. 402 pounds. At that time, Oof. shattered world records. Nobody ever seen him. Who's going to lift 400 pounds above their head? And he destroyed it. Wow. He crushed it. Wow, he is a beast. He was a guy. crazy, crazy, crazy beach. Be- beast, excuse me. <laughs> uh, so he did 402 pound Overhead Look press. Look at those weights on the squat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? How, how much do you think one of those plates weighs? I don't know, dude. Um, I'm going to look up some of his best personal records. Wow. Uh, clean and press, 408 pounds. Uh, he did that in 1955. He snatched uh, 335. Clean and jerk, 440. Um, this guy's just a... Uh, he did a back lift, which was a lift nobody does anymore. Um, 6,270 pounds. You can look that up. What? Mm-hmm. What is a back lift? He, uh, so a back lift, look up the Paul Anderson back lift, Doug, so we can see what it looks like. He did a bench press raw, of course, and probably natural, 628 pounds, deadlifted 820 pounds, squatted raw at an exhibition, 1,200 pounds. So is he just racked? He's on just his back like that with the weight. Uh, I can't remember what a back lift was. I think, I think he was like on hands and knees or something. I'm not quite sure, but you can see. You see, there you go. He's pulling up all these pictures of his, of wow. his lifts. Look at these weights. Look how weird they look. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't that cool? You know who so he that. reminds me of is the guy that you follow started following and you you tagged me in. Oh, that dude, Bud something. Yeah, on the, yes. Uh, so what's what's cool about this is if you read about his training methods. Paul Anderson would go in his, he had a, a barn and he, I think he was a, he lived on a farm and in between work or whatever, he'd go in the barn and he'd co- go in there with something like two gallons of whole milk and he'd drink milk and squat all day. He'd yeah. just go in there and squat all day. And it was insane. That's, I think, a back lift right there. What in the hell? Yeah, it's like with your hands and knees or you're on your hands and feet. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what do you do there? <laughs> anyway. so dangerous. The way, yeah, it looks crazy, dude. Anyway, the way that these guys trained all these old timers was lots of frequency. It was, And none of them trained to failure. Paul yeah. Anderson talked about this. He never went to exhaustion. It was always this frequent training. They built tremendous amounts of muscle, mm-hmm. size, strength, performance, and uh, none of them followed these splits. And you know what's funny? I just read an article today, bodybuilding.com. Uh, I don't know if it was today that came out, but it came out recently. Jim Stepani, of all people, this whole article on why you should abandon the body part split and ah! why you should train full body. <laughs> Our boy. Dude. Uh, you know, when we first started, when we first started Mind Pump almost uh, three years ago, and we were on air and we talked about how body part splits are inferior to 
you know, where you train the body more frequently. You can do full body or you can do other splits, but where you hit the body more frequently, we got laughed at. Everybody laughed. Everybody talked shit. And now you're starting to see this huge wave of people starting to figure it out. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And what's cool about it, like you, what you're pointing out right now, we're not claiming that we created it. No, dude. No, it's not. Yeah. And I didn't find, it's see, for around. me, that's not how I put it together. Like, I didn't go back. Like, you you have, the, you guys have this passion for the old strongman lifts. Like, I didn't even follow any of this old shit at all. What I started to notice was just my clients. Mm-hmm. I mean, because yep. I've just, I've trained thousands of people. And when you start, you know, at, when I would put somebody on a full body w- routine and just hit them two, three times a week versus this splitting their body parts, they would just change rapidly, mm-hmm. yeah. like rapidly. It, and, and I wouldn't have to crush them in the gym. Like I didn't have to like hammer a body part and then go to the next day, hammer another one. You would right. just, you know, do a few sets, move to the next exercise, a few more sets, move, and you do that every time Isn't I'd see great? Oh, yeah. and they would just respond. Yeah, because so. the other, it's like, man, you hammer that body part so much. Like, it's <laughs> you're you're dancing you're dancing around that the entire workout the next time you meet with them. The, it's like useless. Uh, the only way that I see the body part split and where I kind of ran one is when I first competed. And at that time, dude, I'm training seven days a week. And I'm and I've got and I'm still hitting each muscle group like three times a week. That's the key. That's yeah. the key. It's the frequency. It's right. not even necessarily that a split is inferior. It's that you, it makes you, it almost impossible to do three times a week. Yeah, you got to hit the frequency. Yeah, yeah, you, you got to hit that frequency. That's the key, really. Is 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 hitting? You know, because that muscle building signal, it only go it peaks at about seventy two hours post workout, and it's better for fat loss. It's better for strength. It's better for muscle building if you understand that and you maintain the anabolic signal and forget about beating the crap out of yourself and just getting, you know, just thinking about recovering. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I just want to throw that. Bring out. on the bird. This quaz brought to you by Organifi. For those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk-free for 60 days by going to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use the coupon code MINDPUMP for 20% off at checkout. Our first question is from Mrs. D. Pasillas. What MAPS program would you recommend for a woman to follow after recovering from a C-section? She mm. is currently suffering from some pregnancy complications and is not doing anything besides walking. C-sections far more common today uh, than they used to be. Mm. Far, far, far more common. This may be one of the reasons why birth weights seem to be climbing. Um, because more babies are born through C-section because they're bigger, whereas before they were, they, you know, you might not have been able to make it or whatever because the baby's too big. Could also be the, you know, the mother's health and what she's eating. The other thing too is this, and it's starting to change, by the way. It wasn't that long ago that when you had a baby, you were on your back laying in a bed with your legs up and you were just immobile. Yeah. We know now that that is far, uh, it's inferior to being able to kind of squat, squat. down. Mm-hmm. And let gravity, number one, help out. And also the position of your pelvis. Uh, when a baby is traveling through the birth canal, 
that uh, that posterior pelvic tilt's important to open it's, that. It's like a squatty potty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they, they design the beds now like that, where they're at like a forty-five degree angle, and they have, they have the feet up in the holsters like it's that. It's better. Right? They're, they're, they've changed it, but it, it's recently. Well, oh, and it's yeah. interesting because we, uh, I remember going through this part of it because we were looking at alternative ways, you know, to to approach it, and and that was one of those things. All the different positions that you could get into, like you know, like like a quadruped position, like a squat position, like all these different things to help kind of move the process along uh, more effectively it was interesting because quadruped it, to do have a baby yeah oh that would be unique yeah mm-hmm. oh that mm-hmm. would be really unique yeah, yeah. i mean people do we that? had a doula like so th- this lady that was really helpful with all these types of things and like, like putting uh using gravity to kind of help kind of move it along and then also like avoid you know when 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 it like the, the head turns and everything and uh, getting caught, in, you know, in certain sticky uh, situations like that. So. <laughs> certain sticky. Now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not, so, very uh, PC. Maps. The other thing too is is the str- I watched the whole thing. <laughs> oh my god. The other thing too is the strength of the mother. The more fit you are going into, because let's be honest, having a baby, especially if you do it naturally, is one of the most difficult things you'll ever do in your entire life. It's it's akin to the hardest, you know, obstacle course race marathon you've ever done in terms of pure physical exhaustion. It's more difficult because there's way more risk, but I'm talking about just the physical exhaustion that goes with it. If you've ever like, you know, you Justin, you have two kids. I yeah. I saw my ex-wife give birth to two. That's a long process of it's a it's a it's a uh what is it? What do they call it? A game of attrition or whatever. Yeah. You just got to stick with it and it just takes a long time. So if you if you're planning on have a baby or you're pregnant or whatever, maintaining fitness makes a big difference big in terms difference. of yeah, yeah the, leading into it especially. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's tough. It's a tough to recover from a C-section. I mean, you're cutting right through the uh, you know abdominal. Yeah, C-section. You're literally not only is the core uh, weak and atrophied from most of the core, not all of it. The obliques actually maintain pretty good uh, strength and stability, but the, the abdominal, but more so even more than that, the, tr- the TVA, the transverse yeah, abdominus, yeah, TVA. it, it's a, it's a muscle that goes around your core and think of it like a corset. Like if you suck your stomach in right now, what you're activating is your TVA muscle. So that muscle, uh, for obvious reasons needs to stretch and atrophy or weaken in order to allow the baby to grow. It needs to make room. So it stretches out and it weakens, so that already is a problem, but on top of it, you had a baby and they had to give you a C-section, so now they've cut through all these muscles, so now they really have to be weak and atrophied uh, because now you can't even, you know, just sneezing or coughing could be extremely painful right after a C-section. So when you are cleared to exercise, uh, when the doctor says you're fine, you know, everything's healed, the key to start with is to strengthen that core stability before you do anything else because otherwise you're going to rely heavily on well how how low back. how aggressive would you go would you recommend like starting with prime and like pre-phase of red or would you would you be aggressive and go to like a no bs six pack abs and like a program to bo- uh, uh, so it depends on the person no bs six pack abs would be actually too much right. too, it would be too aggressive right right because that program is designed to like build the abs and build the core so you can see you it you need to build connection first. she needs to build yeah, connection first so that recruitment i would say prime uh or prime pro 
And then I would do, uh, but I would, even before that, I would just practice uh, the vacuum vacuum, vacuum poses, uh-huh. which we have free on YouTube, right? So mm-hmm. there's a there's a video that Sal did on the YouTube that's uh you know so if you do mind pump vacuum pose, it should pop right up for for Sal. Yeah, or even like on our wall test where you know you're you're manipulating your your pelvic tilt. Well, that's, that's why I think point. that's yeah. why I think the prime bundle would be the the first thing that I would put her on, and then when she starts feeling good, because I mean that's all about in, in, intrinsically getting connected, right? So yeah. once she starts to progress with that and i'd probably run that for three to eight weeks depending on you you know depending on how well you're you're getting you're you're moving how strong you're starting to feel and then from there i'd progress to probably maps red so i would start off in prime and pro live in there go to the youtube look at all the the core exercises that we have and then the vacuum like sal was is talking about and then progress to maybe one yeah and and maps red is maps anabolic and that one probably is better than the other programs at getting your metabolism to speed up and amplify. It also has a lower amount of volume, which post-pregnancy, you're not going to want to jump into lots of volume with your training, so that's probably wise. But definitely step one is when you can, when you're cleared, start connecting to your core. You don't need to do crazy exercises, but like practice sucking your stomach in as much as you possibly can. Practice just tensing your core. Practice just doing pelvic tilts. Just get connected to those muscles so that when you do start exercising them, you exercise them properly, and then you can go do your you know your normal exercises, your squats, your deadlifts, whatever. A, a lot of people don't know this that that follow us and listen that you know the way we designed the Mind Pump TV on YouTube. There's playlists, so when you go to the home page, you look over and there's a tab that says playlist. If you click on the playlist and scroll down, there's categories. And in fact, there's a category that's core you know, an ab. So I would kind of hang out in the core, especially the core movements, because those are uh, less... Uh, Rotational movements are going to be really good. Right, too. right, right. Which will all be in the core stuff, right? That's all going to be in there. The anti-rotational stuff that Justin and I did just recently would be excellent. Um, I would utilize all the free information we have. Then I would eventually probably mm-hmm. get uh, the Prime Prime Pro bundle, and then I would move and, to and, and not, Red. And not to go off on a tangent, but and not to scare anybody who's listening, but the the human body or the female body, uh, we've observed, um, and there's some speculations for the, some other stuff, but for the most part, you don't add number of fat cells to your body uh, ever except for a few times in your life. So in other words, if you gain weight or you lose weight, you're not gaining new fat cells, you're just making them bigger or shrinking them. But there are times when you actually add the number of fat cells. Uh, One of them is uh, puberty. So when you go through puberty, all of a sudden you get curves or whatever. This has to do with adding actual fat cells. One of the other times is a third trimester of pregnancy. So this, this is why many women will find after having multiple children that their body changes or they mm-hmm. have a tougher time uh, losing Bouncing weight. Back, yeah. Now, this doesn't. This isn't like a guaranteed like you're screwed. This just is another reason why it's so important to stay active um, and do proper resistance training before, during, and after pregnancy because you will find a tremendous difference. I shout out to can, our girl Grace Braga right here on this one. Dude. Oh, Bar- Barga, Barga, Bar- I think her name is Barga, Barga right? yeah. Uh, oh yeah, you can go on her Instagram page. You can see what she looked like. What three weeks after two birth? weeks, dude? Yeah. She had abs. Yeah, two weeks after uh, having a kid. And it's not. I'm gonna tell you something. But she not, she was straight squatting, deadlifting, and moving and all kept, kept to, doing the, it. to the to the yeah. day of. Yeah. And this is not to make anybody feel bad, because um, I, I can I can only imagine how difficult right. it must be to to stay active during pregnancy. I watched my ex wife, you know, with the with the morning sickness, fatigue. 
like feeling just shit yeah, and uncomfortable. Yeah, it varies how people like what's handed to you through that process. Yeah, so, I can yeah. only imagine. However, I've trained enough people to where I have personally trained countless women before, during, and after pregnancy. And I have seen women who I've trained. So I, I've had several clients in the recent past. God, just as, just as little as five years ago, I've had a couple clients who came to me who said to me, I want to get pregnant, so I want to be extra, I want to be trained properly. Before the pregnancy, I want you to keep training me during the pregnancy and after the pregnancy. And these aren't like hardcore athletes. These weren't like super competitors or anything. They were regular people. And they bounce back so fast and so uh, so effectively. One of them, it was her second child that she hired me for. So her first child, she did it on her own. Mm-hmm. With me, the second one, she was like, it's night and day. She I can't believe how little, how easy it was for me to get lean, how good I felt during the pregnancy. My, my, my delivery was amazing. Like everything just felt easy, so much easier than it was. You know, you say around. that, but I have a bone to pick with the doctors, dude. I mean, I've got my, my best friend's wife right now who I've known forever, right? She even listens to Mind Pump. And she's not right now. I know that, though. And her doctor tells her that, you know, not to lift anything over 20 pounds. And she's a... Comp- what are you going to do when your baby's over 20 pounds? She's, she's an a- active, active nurse. She's healthy, fit. And, you know, and, and now part of that, too, I, I'm sure that... She probably led the doctor in that direction because I feel like people don't want to do anything. It's like, man, I've I've got a kid now. I'm eating for two. I don't. I've got enough on my plate. They're thinking about mm-hmm. other things, nursery, all this other shit that's going on, and exercise is just one more thing they're gonna have to do. But it's tough for me because I've seen it so many times. This happened, and then seeing a best friend's wife going through it now, and I keep thinking to myself, like, man. If she only knew like how much better. And it's like one of those things that even a guy like me, I can't go in and just tell her what to do. It's like, yeah, you've got to want to do it. Well, and-, and then there's also that that thing where you, they think extreme, right? If it's anything like exercise based, like they should be doing things like really like intensively. And, you know, it's a different like low to moderate intensity, you know, like in frequency in volume with this is definitely something to highlight. Um because I mean, I have, and the thing is too, there's sometimes there's complications. So you have to like factor that in where, uh, it, it doesn't really make sense to, to have rigorous movement. Like, uh, but at the same time, like, like exercise, it, it, it will. So like the more you can incorporate it, the better you're going to bounce back, the better your pregnancy is going to, it's just like, it's better for the baby, it's just better for everything. It's better for everyone. Yeah. Um, it's something that it's very, very smart. Now, of course you don't want to get pregnant and then all of a sudden be like, Oh, now I'm going to get in shape. Right. It doesn't work that way. You want to do start before. And then during the pregnancy, you're not training to hit PRs. You're not training to achieve any crazy fitness goals. You're just, you're just trained to maintain health, mobility, yeah. strength, and fitness. And it will blow you away. It's so different. I'm telling you right now. It is like a completely different experience when you go into a pregnancy feeling fit and healthy and you continue that all the way through till after pregnancy. Totally, totally different experience. And there's some cultures, right, that don't even allow uh, don't even allow movement through the whole process. It's like hand fit. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I think the doctors say what they say because they play the whole... It's a safety card. Yep. Yeah. Oh, of course. It's, it's all about like precaution. I don't want to get sued. Because you can't yeah. be a doctor who says, you should exercise and work yeah. out, and they go hurt themselves, and they try and sue well, the dude, doctor. You know for, who has the most expensive yeah. um, uh, insurance? What is it called? Malpractice? Yeah. OBs. Yeah. OBs have the most... I think the average OB spends something like... It's like six figures a year. Wow. 
to pay for their malpractice because in some states, I believe California is one of them, the mother and the child can sue the OB up until they're 18 years old for something that may have happened wow. during delivery or whatever. So I didn't if know like, that. yeah, so let's say your kid is so like, no wonder they weigh on that so much. Of course, uh, you know what I'm saying? It's because, such a dangerous process. Right, right. That's crazy. Oh, yeah, I imagine I your your kid develops like some you know some kind of mental issue or something, and you're like, oh, it's because you said I could lift weights right. during my pregnancy or some heart issue, uh, and he was yeah. she's doing cardio hardcore because uh, she, okay, she you know yeah. what I'm saying. So they're yep. they're always going to weigh on the uh, the safety. They got to protect for, themselves. God, such bullshit. Next question is from Aristotle Daphnis. What's your opinion on fish oil as a supplement for general health and well-being? Good old fish oil. Fish oil. You know where a lot of the you, you that do, was popular for a minute, like real popular. I know, still I still use fish oil. Yeah, I still you I I you just, rub it in your beard. No, no, no. <laughs> it looks no. nice. Doesn't I take it for the burps. Doesn't smell good. No. <laughs> you take yeah. it for the burps. Yeah, yeah. No, that's the worst part about fish oil is the <laughs> yeah. burps afterwards. Yeah. Blech, that's why I hate disgusting. It. You know, I, it's it, something to be said about that. By the way, if you're burping up fish oil, you're probably not. Assimilating and digesting it, yeah. it well, yeah. so or you're washing it down with a diet coke, and that's what's causing you to burp, <laughs> and then you taste the fish oil. So it could mm. be more than just the oh, fish oil itself that's not being assimilated, <laughs> well, bro. <laughs> it's not. It doesn't. Well, I, I didn't know you were taking it with a fucking you, you, coke. Well, just be careful. You say that, yeah. and you, someone's gonna burp after they have a fish oil pill and think that oh. their body's not assimilating it. More than likely, I like you're, to take fish oil when I smoke, more than smoke likely cigarettes. your body yeah. assimilates freaking fish oil just fine. And Helps ease it down. but here's the thing about fish oil, and I can't remember. And this was a big, uh, big thing that I read, like maybe a year or two ago, that kind of blew my mind, that I didn't know about because it seems like every chiropractor, doctor, person says, "Oh, t- omega threes, take your fish oil, take your fish oil." But what happens is the threes are competitive with mm, the sixes, sixes and nines, yeah. which is are like your steaks and so your your pro-inflammatory inflammatory type foods. So, and if you're eating a lot of processed, fast food, if you're not eating a very clean, healthy diet, and then you're taking fish oil, you may as well be flushing it down the toilet. It's the worst yeah. band-aid of all time. Right. I mean, it why, negates why, all the, the positives, right? Because you haven't even eliminated that from your diet yet. Right. So what happens, and the sixes and nines are stronger. Think of it like that. So they're both trying to get into the cell. The cell's only so big. The sixes and nines are stronger. They get in and they fill the cell up. And then you get all the the inflammatory markers that start going off, right? So by taking three, you don't necessarily cancel that. You actually have to have a cleaner, better diet and then also introduce three and then you get the real benefits from it. So that being said, absolutely, I, I, I still use fish oil occasionally. And the way I use it is I'm just very aware of my, my fish intake throughout the week, right? I, I tend to get a lot of sushi and fish, so I don't need to take this a lot. But there are definitely weeks where I don't at all because it's just busy. I didn't make it to my favorite sushi spot. Katrina didn't make fish that week. And so I'm aware of that. So when I tend to string two or three days in a row, especially if I'm not eating a lot of white meat, I'm eating more red meat, then I'll follow the day up with uh, fish oil because of that. So pay attention to just kind of how your diet is. Now, if you get fish on a pretty regular basis you probably don't really need it that much. In fact, if you the, the health benefits that you're getting, which would be the you know anti-inflammatory benefits that we're getting from the omega-3s, honestly, just by you reducing these pro-inflammatory foods, like maybe you eat a lot of red meat, maybe you eat a lot of processed foods, taking those out of the diet and switching over to a diet that's uh, lower in sixes and nines is going to make a big difference, more so than even just taking the fish oil. Here's the thing you want to consider with fish oil. The studies that are done on fish oil that show benefits are done on fish. So they show people who consume this many omega-3s in their diet 
have these benefits. And then they go, therefore, taking fish oil will give you those benefits. Not the same. Right. The studies done on actual fish oil supplements Because guess what? The people that are eating fish, that's it. they're not eating a bunch of red meat because they're it. eating a bunch of fish. That's it. If the studies done on fish oil supplements themselves are mixed at best. So the reality is, if you want the benefits of having omega-3 fatty acids in your diet, then you need to eat uh, fatty fish. Salmon is obviously the obvious example, but like sardines. I've talked about this in the past. Sardines are not anchovies. A lot of people are like, oh, gross. Sard sardines don't taste like anchovies. They're not super fishy. They're very high in omega-3s. They actually taste pretty good. If you ate like three servings a week of them, you get a decent amount of omega-3s and you're getting them in fish. You're not getting them yeah. in just the oil and you're probably replacing, like Adam said, other types of food. Here's the other thing. If you're going to supplement with fish oil, the fish oil that I would recommend to supplement with uh, would be uh, cod liver oil. The reason why I recommend cod liver oil is because cod liver oil is also very high in the fat-soluble vitamins, vitamin A and vitamin D, both of which tend to be low, especially vitamin D, in the average person's diet. Some studies show as much as 40%. How many I use of vitamin of D are in there? Uh, I think for every gram, I want to say... I want to say something like 600. I got to look it up. But it's it's not like as much as taking a vitamin D supplement. Right, right. Because I take 5,000 to 10,000 well, I use a day, right? Yeah, but, you have, but you're taking I have, a, I have a deficiency. You might have, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But, but it's a good, it's a great source of vitamin D. Cultures that don't get lots of sunlight. Look at some of the Nordic countries where there's, you know, the winter is very cold and dark. Um, people consume high amounts of uh, vitamin D from things like cod liver and other types of uh, you know sea you know uh, creatures or whatever that are high in vitamin D. When you look at like uh, the Eskimo type diets, um, they consume uh, you know seal blubber and stuff like that that is also very high in omega-3. So if you want the benefits of omega-3s, the ideal way to get it is through real fish. Food yeah, real food that has them. Fish oil is a band-aid at best and if you're going to go that route, I do really recommend cod liver oil because most of you will benefit from the fat-soluble vitamins. I know um, Weston A. Price, a uh, great website if you're into primal dieting and stuff like that. He's one of the first guys to talk about this stuff. He's like a huge advocate of cod liver oil. Now, that all being said, not all fish oil and cod liver oils is the same. Uh, if it goes rancid, which many of them do, many of them are rancid, you're not going to get a lot of the benefits. So make sure you source your fish oil and your cod liver oil very well. Make sure it comes from a good source because just buying it ain't going to do it. Second, uh, one other point, um, flaxseed oil, which is also high in some of these fatty acids. Not nearly the same. Yeah. If you supplement with non-animal sources of omega-3s, plant sources, it has to go through a conversion process in the body. So you're limited. You're severely limited by that conversion process. So vegans... I was going to say, well, vegans need to pay extra special attention to that. Yeah, and vegans, uh, you know, this against, you know, your beliefs, but you may benefit more from fish oil. Of course, if you don't want any animal products, you can't do that. But if you're open to sometimes supplementing or whatever, plus it's fish, and I know vegans place fish a little lower typically on the on the totem pole right yeah they're ugly yeah, so. yeah. We, we could fucking they're not them. cute they i mean i mean at the end of the day when it comes to these type of this supplement the uh, um like turmeric the probiotic all these types of supplements like 
And, and I think when we first came out with Mind Pump, we were like so anti-supplement. But the reason why we were so anti-supplement was- Most of them are bad. <laughs> well, yeah, because the, the most popular ones are bad, right? So the, the number one like supplement sold right now is pre-workout, which is just a bunch of crap full of stimulants. It's just fruity, but fruity really, crack. Really, it does it, all of us, in fact, I just did a post on the forum. So it's funny we did this question and I, and I just had a post on the forum sharing with everybody all the different supplements that I use and how, how regularly I use them. Like none of them, except for- vitamin D do I use every single day? The rest of them I kind of use based off of what I'm lacking in my diet. If I go, like I said, if I go on stretches where I haven't had fish, like this is a good time to probably have some fish oil in my diet or an even better option if I'm not being lazy. Cause to me, the fish oil is my lazy way out. The, the more, the better thing to do would be go have some fish and, or, and, or lay off the red meat. Cause I can easily have a steak for dinner. I could easily have a burger or meat for lunchtime. And then another, you know, red meat for, for dinner easily in a day or two back to back, I could find myself doing that. So if I do that, then this is where I should change my diet over and get some fishes and white meats in the diet or add some fish oil how, the next day. How often do you guys eat fish? I eat it every week. Yeah. I'm probably the worst. Yeah. I have to like really focus like, oh my God, I, I need this in my rotation and then we'll have it like once a week or something like that, you know, but I, yeah. I I would much prefer land animals all the time <laughs> if I could. Yeah, uh, I, I I'm fish at least once, if not two, sometimes three times yeah, in a week. Yeah, same here. But I could easily also. There's times where I have a week where I don't at mm -hmm. all, just because of what I happen mm -hmm. to prepare or what Katrina's got going on. So I think that's the the, the real answer is learning sardines, what, Justin. Learning what <sighs> I have yet to trying to, to sell me on that. It's not hard, dude. They don't taste. They're no, good. I I, I I understand you. Like <laughs> you make sense. It's just not just, like resonating. Yeah, with me that yet. one has. A, I'd rather. I definitely though. I love going down to my favorite sushi place and having some raw sashimi and stuff like that. I think so. it's sashimi. 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 Or sashimi. No, I think it's sashimi. 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 Fuck off, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I started. It wouldn't I be an episode say. if you didn't say something. <laughs> it doesn't matter. So, aren't, isn't somebody uh, collecting all of them and creating? A, I, I should have close to a book by now. Adam's yes. Adam's library. Yeah. Of, I mean, of books. I mean, Urban Di Urban Dictionary yeah. took off. It's one of the best things. Like, well, can't we have like a like an Adam dictionary? Uh, Susurus. Susurus. Yeah. Next question is from Alejandro Sanchez. Takes photos. In a perfect world, what would your lives look like? Mm -mm. This is a cool question. What it looks what? like now. Yeah. I, exactly and, and you know but let's be honest though do, would you have thought that way 10 years ago and and here's what i think of like we're we're in the middle of like we all have goals right so we're driving towards these goals and someone would think oh when you when you reach those that would be what the perfect life looks like so like for example let's use the business right now you know I would love, so, uh, you know, when I feel like we have really, really made it is when we have 50 to 100 employees that we have provided a very realistic, serious, good income and living for. Yeah. To me, that is going to be a huge day for me when we have reached that point where we're providing that many jobs for people and doing something that they love to do and making good money doing it. So, but I also recognize that part of loving loving life is loving that process of getting there. Mm -hmm. And if you don't learn to to love where you're at right now and, and love your life now, real soon you'll find out that no matter how many goals and records and things that you accomplish and crush, it, you'll still feel empty afterwards. Mm -hmm. Because it's all about perspective and it's all about you you learning to in, enjoy the process and the journey. I mean, this is the, the alchemist, right? So mm -hmm. understand that you, you know, is, what's his name? Miguel? 
Paul Co- Coelho. Oh, Coelho, there you go. That's the author, if that's what there, you're asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's authors, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, that I mean, that's a great read in, in regards to this. Um, I felt like when I actually finally read that book, I had kind of put this together because something happened to me in, in my you know early 20s to mid 20s where you know I, I was a kid who came up from like nothing and and I felt like uh, it was it was a financial status that I needed to get to that, w- that then I would love my life like I have my toys I have my house I can travel I can do things and to me that was like the ultimate life like when I could and I was working I put my head down since I was a teenager until I got there and then I arrived and sure there's lots then don't get me wrong there was lots of things that I was like man this is nice I can do this I can do that but I didn't love myself or love my life any more than I did during the grind and the struggle to get there. It wasn't any more fulfilling. It wasn't any more fulfilling. No. And so I think where we're all at in our lives now is understanding that fucking life is good, man. I'll tell you what, uh, something that I learned relatively recently, and really it's something that I, I, I knew but I didn't really know until relatively recently, was that when when I feel like my life is perfect and everything's great it's because I have purpose it's not so much even what I'm doing it's not how much I'm working or how much I'm on vacation or all that stuff it's when I feel like I have purpose I feel like my life is fulfilling uh and I there's lots of examples of this I use this all the time you know we look at you know we talk about people who work really hard and you know it's like there's too much work and it's too much of a grind you know I'll tell you what some of the hardest working people you'll ever find in your entire life are people who volunteer People who volunteer for causes that they truly believe in, people who volunteer for the Peace Corps or people who truly have a purpose and want to feed the homeless or want to build shelters or whatever, and they work long hours, they grind it out, they don't get paid very much, but you'll talk to them and many of them are truly happy with what they're doing because it's it's uh, backed up, motivated, pushed by whatever you want to call it, by their purpose. And th- that's true for me as well. When I'm doing what I'm doing and I feel like there's a greater purpose when I'm doing it for something bigger than just, you know, I'm on, I want to make some money or this is my job or, you know, yeah, I'm supposed to hang out with my kids or whatever. When it's this grander purpose, everything changes. All of a sudden, everything I do becomes much more fulfilling because I feel like I'm choosing it. Mm. Number one, like I'm choosing to do this because it's fulfilling my purpose. I also feel like it's bigger than me. That's a great feeling, by the way. When you're doing something and you feel like it's bigger than you are, mm-hmm. you, you'll you find more motivation, you'll find more drive, you'll find more creativity, better performance than you've ever found uh, in your life. It's, it's an incredible feeling. Uh, my dad is a great example of this. My father worked, he's poor. He grew up very, very poor in Sicily. You know, was it lots of siblings, uh, parents couldn't afford much. You know, he slept in in a bed with his you know three brothers and or and his sister slept in another bed and I think he he was like that until he moved out when he was eighteen, working since he was nine and when I mean working I mean literally went to work, busting his ass to make money that give to his mom so that she could feed everybody, has always been this way. Came to this country, did the same thing, worked seven days a week for as long as I knew my dad, but always made it home for dinner, uh, always spent time with the kids. So it was a great dad. But his purpose was, I that my purpose is I want to support my family. I want to see my kids do well. And, you know, as hard as it was, and sometimes you talk about how hard he worked, everything was good. Then, uh, as, because of this hard labor, he, you know, he was unable to do it uh, 
for super long. His He had arthritis up and down his back and his knees were bad and he had to retire. And as he retired, he, you know, now he's at home. He's got pension. He's got, he built this middle-class life. He's, he's comfortable. He's not by any means wealthy, but he's comfortable. And he went through a long period of depression going through this because even though he didn't grind it out, he wasn't doing all this crazy stuff. He had all the time in the world to ride his motorcycle and do whatever. He found himself without purpose and it was a very difficult position for him to be in. And we had a lot of conversations where he's like, man, he goes, I never thought that not working would suck. Yeah. He's like, it's, it's very strange. And he loved his job. He loved what he did. Dude, he I put this together work. with all the clients that I train, and I people ask all the time, like, oh, have you ever thought about your retirement? I'm like, dude, I don't no plans to retire. Yeah. No plans. Mm-hmm. I, I hope that I, I really- This is the slow death. And that might sound crazy, but I hope that I've literally- fall over dead working like i don't want to i don't want to stop working as long as you i yeah. mean as long as again that's i mean i even if i ever stop quote unquote working for money i guarantee you there's going to be some other purpose whether it be learning right. and or that's teaching I, or whatever and that's what i try and explain to people yeah. it doesn't i don't mean i want to work to like get by and like i don't want to work till i'm 90 to just make sure i pay the bills but i always want to have something i'm working towards because right. and we see this man i and recently this has happened in my life where i've had people pass and to watch the partner. It's crazy when you see it like firsthand right in front of you where you watch someone who's 60, 70 years old or whatever, and they lose their husband or spouse, right? And they look like they age 20 years. Yeah, within it happens a, really fast. Like a year. Yeah, the decline. One year. Yeah. One, and, I'm, and this is like firsthand me seeing the this. posture, then the health. Then, Everything. Yeah, the and disconnect you, from all the community. And, yeah. you, and, it, and, it, and I'm not uh, saying that to like, you know, people that go through that. I mean, it's got to be one of the hardest things in the, in the world to have a partner that you've had for 30, 40, 50 years of your life and then lose them. That's got to be one of the, the toughest things to, to push through. But so many people, once they do that, they completely lose that drive for themselves to stay alive. And it's, and you can see, and it's such a psychological thing that turns into a physical thing like overnight. Like overnight, all of a sudden you see this person who looks full of life and mm-hmm. vibrant sucked dude, out within dude, a year. Dude, you have to change. Your purpose has to change too with your life. Like, yeah. y- you know, I know people in my family who, women who identified very strongly with being mothers, and their purpose was all about their kids. Then the kids move out of the house, mm-hmm. go off to school, or whatever, and it's like three years well, of like, you have to what the fuck do I do? Your own identity through mm-hmm. the whole process, and I think that like thinking about that way ahead of time is going to be very beneficial. Uh, and and that's something that I'm always I'm always making sure like I'm finding purpose in everything I'm doing. And I think that like this question, it's like. Well, you could put a different vision in my head of like what might be more ideal or more perfect. But uh, like Adam said, it's it's understanding like how to enjoy the process, the day to day things uh, that I can win every day. I can I can I can get better at. I can improve. I, I find a lot of a pleasure out of like visibly and 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 seeing results uh, personally in in things that I I take on and then. Um, you know, also how, how I'm able to kind of become something different. And that's, mm-hmm. that's something that always drives me like personally, but really it's, it's, it, for me, it's always been about like affecting other people. And if, if I can work in, uh, do anything in life to, uh, impact somebody else, like that's, that's where I'm at. I want to always be in that space. So, um, that, that's very important to me. That's what's like, uh, uh, in a perfect world for me. Next up is literally Annika. 
Heard you guys talk about meditation a few times. Can you talk about how you individually practice it? Do you use apps? Do you use music? Do you use specific exercises or breathing patterns? Literally, Anika has got a great Instagram page, by the way. She's actually one of our listeners, and, and she does... Well, obvious, to, obviously, she's a listener. It talk, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> talk, about, talk about living your life, living your perfect Instagram. life. You know what she does for a living? Hmm. Travels. She works for these uh, like cruise ships, and, and she posts about them, and she's traveling. All If you look at her page, that's all she does. Wow, that's cool. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Um, so meditation... For me, uh, meditation of all the things that I do uh, for my health and wellness and mindset, that's the thing that I tend to neglect the most. It's still Mm -hmm. so difficult for me to take five minutes to sit down and meditate. It's just a very difficult thing. It's not instinctual with me yet. It's still something I have to consciously kind of, you know, be aware of and say, okay, I got to do this. Whereas my workout just happens, nutrition just happens for me. You know, that being said, when I do do it, um, I, if I, if I only have five or 10 minutes, brain FM, brain.fm. Fuck yes. You know, we, we met the guys. There's a direct, there's a direct, just just a helpful tool. Doug, Doug put the direct link up on the, the mind pump media page again. Right, Doug? Yeah. What do they get a discount, Doug, still? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. There's a discount. And if you just go to brain.fm forward slash mind pump, you can get that discount. Okay, cool. So Brain dot, uh, Brain FM has these uh, sounds and stuff that you listen to that have been proven to promote the brain wave patterns that are that they've observed in people who meditate. So when when a when a mind is in meditation or a mind is in sleep or a mind is in focus or a mind is in you know rest or whatever, there are signature brain wave patterns that we can observe. In fact, they can actually observe your brain and they can pretty accurately predict whether or not you're meditating or awake and focused on something or whatever. So brain.fm, you put these headphones on, you listen to these sounds, and it helps promote the state. Now, you can get into the state of meditation without Brain FM, but here's what I found. It takes me a lot longer. If I sit there and I try to meditate for 10 minutes and I only have 10 minutes to meditate, which is typically how long I'll give myself, it's like eight minutes in and then I start to get into it and then I got to get out of it. Whereas with Brain FM, it's more like two or three minutes and I'm in it. Uh, also, that being said, uh, I know my girlfriend listening right now would l- correct me if she was in the room. Hmm. Meditation is about one uh, truly aware moment. It is not about time. It's about sequence of moments because time is, uh, you know, it doesn't work that it's way. It's, it's all present. So it's yeah. just like, one moment of actual presence. Now you've meditated, and you can have several of those moments, which in a row. can take one minute or forty minutes, right? Depending on yeah. the person and how how good you are at getting into this state. And I'm gonna definitely uh, piggyback off of what Sal said. Brain FM, and by the way, we're we're not sponsored by Brain FM. It's a, we provide the the discount code. We had them on the show. We love the guys. This is something. We still that, use it. Yeah. All the time. It, no. It's if there is anything out of all people that we've connected with that have like handed us tools, and I messed around with the Jove Light for a while, and I kind of intermittently you still use that every now and then to play around with it, and we've had all kinds of shit sent our way. Nothing have I used more consistently than <laughs> Brain.fm. Now the reason why that is is because it was such a game changer for me. It may not be for somebody else. Maybe you're somebody. Who has that? It's easy for you to meditate. Maybe you can just get into that state, no problem. You already practiced. Then it's probably not for you. Someone like me, who a 
struggled with falling asleep at night, and then B, had a really hard time trying to settle his mind down to meditate, it's been a game changer. Now, yeah. that being said, I also try in to not use it, right? So I don't want to it, it to become a crutch where I can only get to sleep or I can only meditate if I have this tool in my ear. But I do, I do use it to help me get in that state when I know that I'm in like this elevated state already. You're traveling or you're in a different environment right. or something. Yeah, you have all kinds of other variables. That's that's typically how I'll use it as well. And I like that you can uh, sort of control that it's it's only so long. Like if it's a short bout that I need to just kind of focus on, uh, I will use Brain FM. Uh, what I've found for me, like ever since doing the Wim Hof, uh, I will try and plan out uh, at least two times a week. And I've fallen short a couple weeks, but I've been pretty consistent with at least once a week where I'll do a good 20, 30 minute session where I'm, I'm doing a Wim Hof where I, there's a, a nice playlist on Spotify. If you just search uh, Wim Hof and it has a bunch of different uh, soundtracks that you can kind of go and, and, and do these breathing patterns to kind of go through that, that tempo. So mm. um, that's been really helpful for me, man. Uh, you know, also to piggyback off of you, the, the box breathing is something. So when I am getting into that state where I want to meditate for a while or bring, settle down, right. Become more present. Like, so me, I don't even like, I don't even really call it meditation i i just call call it me becoming more present because and i know that it's hardest for me when we have guests and we've been going like just was saying we're flying all over the place i'm like oh my, yeah the last seven days has been insane. oh, oh yeah my, my brain is just on fire and mm -hmm. i can't sleep at night and, and it's just all this stuff is being processed and i'm not being present i'm thinking about all the things i need to do what we just did all this stuff that all this information i just consumed and I'm not even being present right now. And I and I know when it's happening. And obviously, when I go to go to sleep, it's very obvious then. But I mean, Katrina can always read the energy on me as soon as I walk in the door. She can just tell that I'm like not there, you know. She, and she'll call me out on it. Just you know, I can tell you're not here yet. And I'm like, yeah, no, I just a lot going on right now, this and that. And she'll kind of you know go brain FM or go meditate or go read for a little bit. Become more present is what it is. And. I it, I don't even have to get to 10 box breaths. If I do sit down and box breathe, which is, you know, five, 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 which I'm just five, I'm taking in through my stomach real deep in, inhale, hold for five seconds, release for five seconds slow. I can't even get to 10 and I could totally feel my heart rate drop literally. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, my feel like it cuts in half. Like all of a sudden, whoo. Yeah, it's very physical. Oh, very, very when much you're so. you're focused like that. Very, and sometimes I don't even get to 10. Like by five, I'm already mm -hmm. like that. Here's the other thing too with meditation is uh, like exercise or like any other practice, there are some acute benefits you get from it. In other words, if you've never meditated and you meditate once, you'll notice that you're more relaxed and you feel better. But the real benefits, just like with exercise, don't happen right. until you're consistent with it, it a over lot. a period of time. So, and it's important to know this because I was one of these people where I would do it, you know, once or twice and be like, eh, you know, I got something out of it, but it's not that big of a deal. And so I kind of wrote it off. If you stick with it and you're consistent, just start with this, literally start with three to five minutes a day. That's it. Very, very short. Three to five minutes every single day, whether it's in the morning, at night, before you go to bed, however... Do that consistently and watch what happens after about two or three weeks. After about two or three weeks of just being consistent with your three minutes of meditation, just like with exercise, you're going to start to notice some interesting things happening with your body 
and your mind, one of the first things you'll notice is you just remember stuff. You just you're making space you, and you I just have just, a better memory. I was just gonna say mm-hmm. something right now that I wish I had this tool and, and resource when I was going through school. I wish I understood this. And I would love somebody to reach out that's like a college student or somebody that like is cramming and that has takes take this. This is what I would do. Like if I knew like I had a final coming up or a big paper I have to write, I would totally do a 15 minute like brain FM meditation session and then get into my studying afterwards. And I bet you will see a huge difference in the amount of information mm-hmm. that you retain and you hold because you just clear your mind. Mm-hmm. That's really what, like you said, you become so present, you stop uh, all the other shit. If you were sitting still trying to meditate and all the shit, stress, and everything's flying through your head, you're not there yet. Mm-hmm. You got to, you, you, and, and you need to practice it until you can get there because it will. It's it, a skill. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's a skill like anything. And, and more, and here's the deal those of you that try it, struggle with it, are the ones that need it the most. Those of you that do it fall right into it. Eh, not as not as much of a big deal because you have the ability to do it. So that should be a flag for you if you've tried it and you failed. That's not your reason to give up on it. That's your body and your and your and telling you you need this. You're not good at it. You have a hard time becoming present. And don't just d- disregard it because you can't do it or you have a hard time. That should be your sign that, listen, this isn't an issue for me. I have a hard time becoming present. You're the person, okay, that needs it more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Check it out. If you like Mind Pump, the podcast, then you're going to love Mind Pump TV on YouTube. It's different content. It's not just the podcast on YouTube. It's literally different. It's more free fitness information. It's exercise demos. It's discussions on nutrition. Vlogs, it's entertainment. Vlogs. What's in my bag? It's all there. Mind Pump TV. Go to YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. We're one of the only fitness channels in existence that posts 365 videos a year. Yes, we are crazy. Also, if you go to mindpumpmedia.com, you can enroll in 30 days of coaching for absolutely free. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.